Augusta. That's toesies. He's got the most toesies. He's got all the toes. Oh, Monopoly on toes. Do we feel ready? Honestly, we're going to have to be. It's started. <laughs> Press the button. Hi, I'm Emily. And I'm Guy. I'm getting a little drunk. I'm going to get a little more high. And, and this, this is a wine weed weird. And it's jingle Christmas season. Jingle, 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 smells. Jingle. Jingle bells. Um, Batman smells. Robin laid an egg. Batmobile lost a wheel and Joker got away. Oh, I, I, I think there's different words. Joker takes ballet, but I never liked that because I was like, "Why? What's wrong with that? That's ballet? cool." Yeah. yeah, I remember it being Batman took ballet, which I'm like, again, what is the problem? I think there'd be more constructive use of this time. How do we make a Jingle Bells version like that, but for our podcast? Let's see. Jingle Bells. Jingle Bells. Our podcast smells. <laughs> We <laughs> No one's laying eggs. No one's laying any eggs. But we We'll both eggs. take ballet from time to time. You more regularly mm-hmm. than me. I'll think on it. We'll think there's, on it. There's something to work. You know what? With. Yeah, we've got all we got a whole holiday season to mm-hmm. consider it. Hopefully by the last holiday season episode we'll be ho, ho, presenting. Holidays. You. I don't remember ho, if we ho, had holidays. Did we just say holiday edition? I don't remember if we had. I a don't jingle remember. Movies. I feel like we. I think we just did the jingle, and then I think sometimes we would say like oh, Christmas. You have your jingle bells Christmas sometimes. Season. Ding, yeah. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah, we jingle don't have bells. We're not. Um, we're not in Emily's no. abode. We don't have those in my abode. We could clank some pans. There you go. Just like clank some. Pans. Plenty of pans to clink in here. Clink. Do some clinking. There you go. Yeah. Oh, so festive. <laughs> it's beautiful. Um, yeah, so as as you may have noticed, we've come out the other side of Thanksgiving, whenever and however we did that. And, uh, you know, we're doing that thing where, like, right now as we're recording, it's actually, like, not uh, December yet. No, it's not even Thanksgiving yet. Yeah, we're, like, ahead of the game. We are doing what we've got It's pretty do. wild. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Which we still we still did get our Thanksgiving recorded, but you know we'll get there somehow, somehow one way, somewhere, or another, somewhere. I mean, we definitely have a podcast for this coming Friday. Yeah, which I kept being like, "What are we doing?" And then I remembered about the milk. <laughs> so you've been hearing just little peppered sprinkles, bronkles about I mean, the milk. Yeah, <laughs> some milk flavor dust. And by this point, you will have heard about the milks. Yeah, finally, the milks in the manor. The MILFs um, in the manor. But today, we're not talking about MILFs. No. We're mm. talking about something else that starts with an M. Yes. M-M-M. Whatever, the Muppets. The Muppets. I can't believe we haven't done Muppet content until no. now. Because... For some reason, I keep feeling like we have, but I don't right? think we have. Like, it feels like we should have. We didn't but do, I don't like, think we have. their their haunted mansion one no. no i think i just watched that on yeah. my own i think we talked about possibly doing it and then we just had like other stuff so we mm. didn't get to it maybe next year for spooky yeah, season no. yeah we've got now i feel like there's lots of muppet content I would oh my like god there's so much um anyways muppet the christmas the carol the carol of the christmas yeah um, the muppet the christmas the carol <laughs> 
a classic. Mm-hmm. Timeless classic. It is. It's part of the oh, holiday movie year. canon, I feel like. Mm-hmm. You know. So I mentioned earlier, I actually hate this movie. No. <laughs> <laughs> Not the Muppets, but the story. I the don't story. hate the story. That's I right. think the story has good value and good meaning to it. I just, it's not one I ever want to watch on my own, because if it's Christmas time, I want to watch happy movies, I want to feel good, and this movie scares me. This movie does harken back to an earlier time where, like, ghost stories, because, like, we didn't celebrate Halloween the way that we do now, and, like, Christmas was, like, a joyous holiday, but it was also, like, the spooky time. Like, telling ghost stories around the fire on Christmas Eve was, like, a tradition. Oh, really? So, like, at, like, when this book was written, it was like, well, yeah, like, a ghost story about Christmas, of course. It makes a lot that of sense. That is a super normal thing. But now it does feel, like, so weird because of the way that we culturally, like, think about Christmas now. Hi, Pesto. I think Hi, Pesto. the first time I saw it, I was a young child, and the, the college in my hometown was putting on the play. And I have a very distinct memory of the Marley character coming out in its chains and being, like, so scary. Yeah, I was like, absolutely so not. scary. It's horrifying. You could do this. I would be really interested to see this produced, like, in the darkest, like, most kind of scary possible interpretation. Because, like, ultimately it, it does have, like, a happy ending. Yeah. And it's, like, this happy story about, like, you know, the possibility for change and renewal and how, like, it's never too late, you know, um, and, like, recognizing all these good things, like, but, like, how, how much could you take this into, like, horror? Oh, you could take it pretty deep. Right? You know what else it is? It's that they all look so fucking cold the whole time. Oh, that's true. That's really a big bummer for you. I really get so upset the beginning with all the workers. Mm-hmm. They're cold. Mm-hmm. He won't give them anything to make. Oh them no! They, he won't give them any more coal. No. Or so they're upsetting. saying their pens are frozen. I also never liked "It's a Wonderful Life." Yeah, that, one? that one's also like a real bummer. That was like everyone would talk about how great it was, and then they would show a free Christmas movie every year mm-hmm. at my movie theater. And that was it one year, and we went to watch it, and I was like, this is the worst. This <laughs> I is feel sad. Really sad. And it is the same thing where it does finally have this redemptive happy ending, but it's, like, really sad. It, it gets really... It's interesting. And, when was that written? Like, was the movie the first iteration of it? Do you know? I don't know anything. Because, like, it feels almost like this bridge where, like, there is still this spooky aspect and this, like, sad aspect... But, like, it's not a ghost, it's an angel, and it's about, like, what's wrong with you? Like, it's Christmas and you should be thankful. It's a wonderful life in spite of all your fucking trauma. Mm-hmm. Um, that is something these two stories definitely have in common, is that mm-hmm. they're confronted with their past and the fact that they were, like, traumatized, and that's why they're fucked up. Mm-hmm. And it's so interesting, because, like, you know, now we have therapy, and it's such a trope of, like, oh, yeah, you know, like how you were raised or, like, events that happened to you when you were little could have this outsized impact and, like, you have to go back and heal that. Like, it's such a thing. And the idea that we had some grasp of that in the fucking 1800s. Right. You know, like, that it's not this, like, new, like, woke sissy thing the way that it is, like, kind of considered in certain circles. Like, oh, why don't you just move on? Like, you should just move on and, like, 
you know, it's silly to go back and, like, dig all that stuff up again, you know? Like, my parents still say that. Like, they don't believe in therapy. Really? Yeah. Interesting. I feel like it's such an easy thing to believe in. Yeah, right? Maybe they're like, I don't want you to remember. I don't want you to remember about what we caused. I think there is some, I think there is some certain insecurity to it of, like, it's like it's hard for them to grasp this medium of, like, I love you and you were great parents in many ways and, like, Obviously, you did the best you could, and you have your own wounds that you, like, reenacted, and, like, that has an impact, and, like, I'm getting to heal the impact of your wounds, your your family's wounds on you, and your wounds on me, and, like, not bring those forward into the next generation. Like, this mm-hmm. is a positive thing for everybody. It's not about, like, it's your fault and you're fucked up. It's like, oh, well, you're not perfect, and neither am I, and, like, mm-hmm. I want to try and get better, you know? There's probably a sense of, like, oh, you're sad about something that we've caused, also. Yeah, and, like, that doesn't feel good. Like, you want to think that you gave your kids, like, you know, everything and, like, brought them, like, a lot of, like, joy and, like, long-term happiness. Well, there's so many outside factors, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, and, like, you know, people, it's, I think that is kind of the stereotype or the trope is, like, oh, it's the parents and whatever, but, like, maybe your parents were actually really, really strong support figures and there really was no issue but like something else happened you know what Mm -hmm. I mean like like you know it's not even just to do with that anyways this is therapy anyway we're just digging right (laughs) we're digging right into it um this movie starts with um Gonzo and Rizzo the rat um which in the he Rizzo is not Gonzo's sidekick in the Haunted Mansion movie it's like the prawn isn't it I think so. Right? So that's interesting. I don't know why that changes. Um, but yeah, it's Gonzo, and Gonzo is Charles Dickens. LOL. Yeah. In like, Charles Dickens. <laughs> Charles Dickens. <laughs> oh my god. Um, I'll bet there's porn about that. I bet there is. There totally is. Um, so he's like, I'm Charles Dickens. And Rizzo's Rest like, no you're not. And he's like, yes I am, because I know the story. And so then he starts, like, narrating the story in real time. And, like, then the whole town sings a song about how Ebenezer Scrooge is this, like, real shitty guy and a terrible landlord and uh, making her lives miserable and makes people be homeless. Which is not rough. It does feel like quite a terrible job to have to make people be homeless. Yeah. And, like, people have a home yeah and it's like you made a choice to get into this line of work you know where you're like commodifying and profiting off of a human need so which does he own all of those homes or he just happens i think he's that's the thing i'm not sure of because um people often talk about this story as being anti-landlord and i would assume he does own properties Uh uh-huh but it seems like his business is like a bank. Like, he's giving mortgages. Okay. And then when people can't pay their mortgage, they get, like, evicted. Or, like, their home repossessed. Because, mm. like, evicted is a landlord term, right? right. Like, you get evicted from an apartment. If, like, you can't pay your mortgage long enough, then, like, your house gets repossessed to cover the cost. Like, that is different from eviction. So it's a little mixed. It's, like, not really clear. Okay. They did call him a money lender. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, right? Sense. So, like, Some maybe he does both. Loney, baloney. Right? It's it's that whole thing of, like, oh, he works in finance. Oh, he's a great finance mind. What does that mean? What does that actually mean? Mm-hmm. Who does that benefit? 
You know? Like, that's a fucking made-up job. It is a made-up job. So, I I push the money around. Like... Yeah. Anyone could do that. Yeah. If they wanted to. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. What a silly thing. We could have chosen not that. Yeah. We've really made some mistakes along the way. We for sure made some mistakes along the way. Um... So after, oh, and the song is really cute. We see a lot of, like, fun little Muppets. There's a little Muppet mice. There's little Muppet vegetables. The Muppet horses are pretty charming. Um, and then he, and then we see him, like, go into his office or whatever. Um, we, like, see him at work first, right? Like, he's at work with, like, Bob Cratchit, played by Kermit the Frog, and, like, the, the other, all the rats were bookkeepers. And they want to be warm. Yeah, they're all <laughs> shivering cold. They're so cold, and he says, no, Captain. It's very I'm cute. It's like peak out. Muppet comedy, because, like, they're like, oh, we're really cold. <laughs> Don't turn it off. Don't step on the... There okay, you go, buddy. Thank you. Come lay down. Oh, man. We almost got canceled. <laughs> <laughs> By a cat. Oh, can you imagine? Your cat's like, stop it. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> um... But yeah, they, they like, they come out and they're like, oh, they like kind of make Kermit speak for them. And he's like, oh, they would like another shovel full of coal for the fire. And they're like, we're so cold. And our pens are icicles and our assets are frozen, <laughs> which was really cute. And then uh, he's like, how would the bookkeepers like to be unemployed? And then he looks back and they're all like dressed in like tiki outfits and they're like heat wave boy <laughs> it's just so silly it was fun i like their heat wave change yeah but i i feel so stressed when people are cold yeah it's a real bummer it's too bad um then what then do they ask for christmas off yeah then they or have the conversation the, about the, having christmas off. or no comes oh in. i think the nephew comes in and he's very cute and jolly and is like, you should come to my Christmas party um, with me and Clara. And Scrooge goes, why did you ever get married? And he goes, because I fell in love. And Scrooge goes, that's the only thing more foolish than Christmas. Which is like, wow, my guy. He's, you got some, he's, some baggage yeah. there, buddy. Like, that's not. <laughs> come oh. on. Here's my question. Do you think that the nephew is coming in genuinely? Or do you think it was kind of like a joke? I'm gonna go fuck with my uncle and watch right him get a because he does seem a little uncharitable, um, and not that I don't like you know understand because obviously he did turn him down very like, you know, right unkindly, um, but yeah, it does seem like he's sort of like is going in like oh this is almost a joke like oh haha watch he's gonna say all this stuff. Because then he was, like, making fun of him in the Christmas party. Yeah, the ghost of Christmas present. He was, like, making fun of him, which, like, I don't know. I think it's kind of okay to make fun of people in, like, a loving way. Right. I mean, he's not wrong. If the man has not been, like, loving and open to him. Yeah, that's true. Then it was one thing. But then it just makes me wonder if his intentions were genuine. Yeah, if right. it was, like, a... Yeah, the nephew kind of rubbed me the wrong way a little bit. the wreath in there and watch him get so mad. Yeah, yeah, it was just like he wanted to piss him off. Yeah. And then Bunsen and Beaker come in. They're so cute. I love Bunsen and Beaker. Me, 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 me. Beaker. So Beaker's always been my favorite. He can't. Beaker's not a speaker. He's no. a squeaker. He's a squeaker. <laughs> <laughs> the 
They want money for the four. Yeah. And, and Ebenezer like, Scrooge is like, no. Absolutely not. No. He says that they should just go to the poor houses that his tox, tax dollars pay for. And if they don't want to do that, they should die <laughs> in order to decrease the surplus population. So just like some chill eugenics. Um, NBD. <laughs> it's fine. Everything's great. Oh my god. It's so bad. So it's like we're getting this picture painted of him as just like this really, like, like no one can defend this person. You know what I mean? It's like they have to make him like so, like, unarguably, like, unacceptable, you know? Yeah, he's pretty, he's pretty bad. With a name like Ebenezer Scrooge. Yeah, really. Ebenezer Scrooge. Ebenezer. Are there people named Ebenezer? It's an, it I feels, think it's a Bible name. It feels like the name Jesus. Yeah. Were you ever told that nobody was allowed to be named Jesus? I wasn't told that, but I feel like I sort of intuited that. Mm-hmm. And when I learned about people named, like, Jesus, I was like, is that chill? Right, I know, exactly. I was like, but what about in Mexico? Are you, are you They're allowed? They're doing some funny shit down there <laughs> with like, Jesus. Yeah. Like, oh, this is but Jesus. But I was like, well, I guess it's okay, they say it <laughs> but it's <laughs> but that's how they say Jesus <laughs> but my young brain was like whatever mm-hmm. it's different yeah it's funny well it's like cause you can name someone like Christian or like Christopher and that's obviously like based of like Christ mm-hmm. so like I think people just didn't I think they just chose not to Except for in Latino culture. Yeah, which is culturally different. It wasn't, like, a taboo. Yeah. And it's funny because, like, in, like, the Catholic Church, like, being named Mary is such a thing. Like, there's, like, entire generations where, like, the firstborn daughter, her first name is Mary. Like, without question. And she probably goes by her middle name. But, like, her name is Mary, whatever. You know? Mm -hmm. Like, because, like, that's what you had to do. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, anyways, I think that also no one's allowed to be named Ebenezer. Ebenezer. Well, now <laughs> who would want to be? Yeah, like that's kind of a bummer. Like, this is my son Ebenezer. Although it we does, call you, you know what? Now that I say it, I do feel like that's gonna be on some fucking Brooklyn birth announcement. My son Ebenezer. <laughs> I would name a cat Ebenezer. We call him Neezy. That'd be a cute name for a kitty. Little Neezy. Yeah. <laughs> Little Neezy on the track. Uh oh. My rap name, little yeah. Neezy. Little Neezy, little Sneezy. Little Neezy, little Sneezy, I little squeezy. I call you Ebbeneezer Scrooge. Sometimes. Ebbeneezer. Sometimes I'm an Ebbeneezer Scrooge. Mm-hmm. Ebbeneezer Scrooge. I'm an Ebbeneezer in the winter. Oh, I've been an Ebbeneezer this week. I um, my I thought my allergies were just bad, which I think they were. But I think when I got my flu and COVID shot, which like completely knocked me on my ass for two solid days. So stupid. Oh, rough. That's uh, the, I keep trying to think of when I'm going to get it because I want right, to get it Right, because you literally, you need to, like, have a day that you yeah. don't expect to do anything. Yeah. Like, at least one. It's so, I mean, like, it's not that way for everyone. The nurse was like, oh, my arm was a little sore when I got it, but I was, like, totally fine. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, <laughs> I hope so because that is not my experience historically. I've been out after the, the next day for both of them. Yeah. Which, thankfully, Teddy was around, like, that same day and, like, came over and, like, brought me soup and was like, oh, let's take care of the cats, lay down. This is great. (laughs) Oh, nice. So cute. Wow. (laughs) I forgot where we were going with Um, this. Oh, right. Where were we? We were talking about... (laughs) So, 
we're talking about how he's like the worst fucking guy. Yeah. Like he's just the worst fucking guy. And then he like goes home for the night. There's a couple like fun because they go back and forth between sort of just describing the action and like the action just happening and not being narrated and these moments where um, he will actually quote the book, like the narration in the book. And so there's these lines that are like, some of them I think are really good, which I guess is why they're quoting them. But the, he's like described as being like as solitary as an oyster. And like just that, like the closed off, like it's such a metaphor. Yeah. He has no friends. I think that we should say this. I, I'm, I'm sure everyone knows this because who doesn't know this story? Well, yeah, come but, on. You can't spoil um, the story. It's yeah. over 100 years old. But we're all just going to keep in mind that he has no friends. He has no intentions of having friends. He has no t- intention of being nice to anybody. Yeah. I feel it's like, like he's he, very aware that he's an asshole. It's like the Marleys were his friends. Yeah, and they were all assholes. But that was it. They were just all assholes together. And like then the Marleys died. And it's like instead of having this... It's like he, they died, he didn't have any friends, instead of having this reckoning of like, oh wow, we were really just in this bubble where we were, like... Asshole, an asshole bubble. Yeah, and like, um, what's the word, like enabling each other to be assholes. They're and if I like want a to be... fart bubble, gas. Yeah. Because they're assholes in their mm-hmm. bubble. Yeah. They're a little they're fart, fart bubble. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, and, but instead of being like, wow, like, community is really important, I, I apparently need to change... He just, like, he accepted solitude. Yeah. Um, which, you know, definitely it's easy to kind of do that. Like, to, like instead of admitting you're wrong, you just get stuck mm-hmm. in, like, your dumb pattern. It's hard to lose a friend. Yeah. But then, yeah. He was grieving, I'm sure, for a while. Um, but he gets home, and then we have the famous scene where his door knocker turns into, in this case, one of the Marley's, like, face. Mm-hmm. And, like, yells his name. I've seen the door knocker in other adaptions be like a demon looking creature. Scary. I've seen it. Even the Disney yeah. adaptation that they did a few years mm-hmm. ago, I was like, this is too scary. Yeah, no. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> it's a scary story. Um, that part I feel like is always creepy. When we went to the botanical garden last year, <laughs> And we, I was still, like, tripping pretty hard when I got home. Oh, right. <laughs> I, like, went to put my keys in, and I, it, like, took me a minute, because, you know, keys uh-huh. are hard. And I started to see, like, a face in, like, my door, and I was like, oh, man. <laughs> Don't need this. It's going to come in, <laughs> Don't need this. Okay, actually, I was thinking, while this movie was happening, what if there's an adaptation where it's reverse, and someone is so nice that there are these three ghosts that come, and they're like, you can't you be so nice. You gotta get it together. You need boundaries. People are gonna take advantage of you That's in all these ways, and this is what's gonna happen. So what? Like everyone's singing the song about how like haha that guy. Yeah, I get. They, they can for take my advantage of food this. every time we go out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then still, no one's at the funeral because they're just there to they're take advantage of him. Yeah, they really. Which I don't like. I mean, I think that's a really interesting concept, but I also. I think, like, there is, I mean, I guess there is that, because, like, your real friends aren't going to take advantage of you if you're really nice and offer, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like, they'll take you up on it sometimes, they'll also offer sometimes, like, Mm -hmm. you know, and it will kind of more or less even out, Um, but yeah, then that does enable people who don't actually care about you and aren't your friends, who, like, wouldn't be hanging out with you if you weren't such a weren't just giving them things. Maybe they wouldn't be And who wouldn't be at your funeral, because they don't actually care, so yeah. 
So it's like, oh, I'm so popular. I have so many friends. But a lot of people aren't really your friends. Really, look at these friends. Maybe it's a high school adaptation. Mm. The Mean Girls version. Interesting. Get rid Intriguing. of them. Get rid of them. You don't need them. Yeah, that's very Hang out with these kids. Hang out at the weird kids table. That is the best table yeah. as a uh, former weird kid. We just kind of have tables. Yeah, um. so he goes in his house, and he gets ready for bed, and then um, there's this little bit with Charles Dickens and Rizzo the Rat, like, trying to get in the yard and stuff. It's kind of cute. But then he's sitting there, like, eating his dinner in front of the fire in his, like, robe and his little nightcap, and then the bell starts ringing, and I'm not sure if it's, like, the doorbell or, like, the servant's bell, like his little bell in the corner rings mm-hmm. and then stops and then he kind of looks at it like did I imagine that was it like the wind but then it like rings more in this very dramatic fashion it's very spooky it's very like oh like there's a ghost uh-huh. you know and we see like the shot like zooms in on his face it's like really creepy and then it stops and like the fire goes out and it's like oh man like we're in for it now this is so spooky <laughs> Um, oh God! What would you do? I would have to. I would be crying. I would, I would literally be crying. Yeah. Like I would have like departed my body. You know? Yeah. Like, I completely disassociated by. Like I. Oh my God. Oh, terrible. No, I wouldn't handle that kind of thing well. Um, no, me neither. <laughs> like, no. I like maybe jump out the window. I don't buy. I'll just yeah. no. I'll just die. No, it's fine. No. I don't. Yeah. I'm gonna not. I'm gonna nope out of this one. <laughs> not interested no can't be bothered but instead he is frozen with fear i guess and it like the camera like pans around behind him to where you can see like the stairwell is like glowing and then um jacob and robert marley with all their chains pop out and it's the two puppets the two muppets i forget their names something and statler i have no idea oh it's something and statler um the old man no, they're both men. The old men. Yeah, the old men, yeah. yeah. The old men buddies. Yeah, the old men buddies who sit in, like, the balcony and yeah. like, are hecklers and, like, make fun of the Muppet Show. Which it's really interesting that they're, like, in the movie because in the Muppet Show, it's like they're not, they're not part of the cast of the Muppets. Like, they are Muppets, like, but they're not. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, they're people who came to see the show. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, it's sort of like, like, breaking that, um, illusion, I guess, or that, like, kind of construct. Like, mm-hmm. oh, no, like, they're also Muppets. They're all... The Muppet Show is just a show that the Muppets are in. Like, I don't know. I don't know. It made they me feel They are dead, though, and in chains. And yeah. Maybe that's because they were hecklers. Maybe. Maybe yeah, that's actually why they had to go to hell. Which, this cosmology is really interesting, that, like, hell is just, you got, you're a ghost, and you got chains on you that you gotta drag around, because, like... Do you have anywhere to be? What if you just sat down? Like, I don't know. I know. I just, like, take a nap forever, probably. Like, you're dead. I don't know. Well, and it's never clear what happens if you're good. Right. Like, it's not... It's definitely... No heaven is depicted. No. Um, In a lot of other adaptions, there's a moment where... I believe it's in the book. I'm not even sure. But there's a moment where... um, Because in the book, it's Jacob Marley. Like, first name Jacob, last name Marley. Like, instead of there being, like, Jacob and Robert Marley, like, there aren't two of them. Right, there's just the one. one. Um, But then he, like, shows how there's, like, 
tons and tons and tons of more ghosts and chains. Like, oh, there's so many people who this happens to, and it will happen to you too if you don't, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Which, as we were talking about how, like, the Christian version of hell and there's no redemption, whatever. But is this their way of, like, redemption, almost? Going to save another, do you think? Well, yeah, like, you would like, think that, because, like, why are they able to do this? Like, this yeah. doesn't happen all the time, you know? Like, what is special about them that they're able to come back? And what's briefly? special about saving Ebba Sneezer? Yeah, why does Ebba Sneezer get to be saved? Questions! A lot Charles of questions. Dickens! A lot of questions, Charles Dickens. We need you. Wake up! Yeah. <laughs> come out of those chains. That's joking. Don't do that. No. We can't, we can't no, handle it. Nope, we can't nope, handle, nope. We can't handle it. No ghost visits. No ghost visits for us. Go to someone else. Oh my god. That'd be fucking wild. It's like on the podcast. Like, ugh. Oh uh, uh, shit. We summoned a ghost. Ah oh, shit. We summoned a little charge. We didn't Oh man. That'd be your first though. Yeah, really. Why'd we hear first? <laughs> Live on the pod. Ghost. Charles Dickens. The ghost um, of Charles Dickens sits down with us for a rare interview. Charles Dickens, want to get the dick in? We can go back to Kyla, Kyla, having sex with a ghost. How would you do it? Kyla's prepared to have sex with the ghost of Charles Dickens. I don't know why you wouldn't. I don't know why. I mean, as long as the ghost is good at sex, I'm no pee. Why not? I'd have sex with the ghost. Why not? But why not take a crazy Sometimes chance? it feels like, you know, I guess I just don't know the rules of ghost sex. Yeah. But it feels like the lines of consent could get very blurred. Right. And they could just at any time be like, I'm ready, here we go. And you'd be like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm not ready. Or maybe though, it's extremely consensual and you always have to say, I invite you. Like vampires. Yeah. I invite you in. I invite you in. I invite you to get it in. Mm-hmm. Get it on. Honestly, if you're a ghost... You know the rules of ghost sex. Leave us a voice memo. Yeah, that's an appropriate way to contact Don't us. Don't visit us. Don't visit us. Leave us a voice memo. But you may leave us a voice memo. And then if you have, if you're interested, we'll take it from there. We'll figure yeah, out. We'll how work to it out from there. Happen. Exactly. Like we'll have a plan. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's that's the you need to approach us through the appropriate channels. Which is a voice memo. Which is a voice memo. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, that's the only, the only appropriate channel. Um. So yeah, so they show up, they sing the song, all the chains, the chains are Muppets, like, it's it's cute, and you know, they're like, listen, like, you, you done fucked up, but you're not dead yet, it's not too late for you, and we really want to make sure that you figure this out, so you will be visited by three spirits, which, like, again, like, who are these three spirits, and do they just go around visiting people, like, how does this work? Right, it seems like, like, they have a role. Yeah. This is the ghost of Christmas past. Yeah. So is this a regular occurrence? Do they choose one person every year? Does yeah? Does every dead person get to like nominate a live person? Maybe oh. that they want to come back to and introduce the three spirits to. Like it's like oh we do we only do one person a year. Everybody put their name in the hat. So you just have to hope that your friend wins the lottery before you die. Yeah, I bet that's how it is. Mm-hmm. And then the perk is that you get to go talk to your friends. Yeah, to convince them. Yeah. So you would really be like, hell yeah, I'm going to have a ghost moment. I'm going to have a ghost moment. Yeah, there's definitely a ceremony every every Christmas. I would, I would come back and warn my friends. 
Yeah, you have to. No bad news, guys. Actually, it turns out <laughs> you're gonna have chains. <laughs> chains, not, not the fun ones. No, not the fun chains. <laughs> not the chains and whips that excite you. No, the chains and whips that hurt you. Yeah, make you feel sad. Mm-hmm. The sad chains. Not the aerial chains. <laughs> not the aerial chains. You're not gonna get booked, dude. And blessed. Surely someone has done a circus Christmas carol and done a chains act for Jacob and Marley. I don't know. That's so obvious. It's so obvious. But if they haven't, you trademark. Trademark, trademark, <laughs> trademark. That's trademark. Can't take that away from us. No way. That's how trademarking works. Um. So they leave, and then he goes to bed, and obviously he's very skeptical about this whole thing, but he's also super spooked um, for obvious reasons. He brings his, like, fire poker to bed with it. Yeah, like, that's gonna save you from a ghost that's gonna go right Yeah, right, that's not gonna help with a ghost. So he goes to bed, and the clock strikes one, and then suddenly it's, like, mad bright outside his, like, bed. Like, he's got one of those canopy beds with the bed curtains. Um, which, is that, like, supposed to keep you warmer? I don't know. I always just thought it looks cool. I do think it looks cool. I had a canopy bed when I was in high school, and mm-hmm. I thought it was really cool. I had one that was self-made. Not self-made. That was made by my mom. You know, I'm mm-hmm. going to tell you her secret. She took, what was it? it what are they called? A loom? Yeah. Those, like, sewing looms or yeah. something? And she probably like, read like, it around. Family Fun. She was a whore for Family Fun. Oh, my God. Of <laughs> that course. Family Fun. Family fun. <laughs> I remember that one. And so you could get some, like, meshy fabric and then loop it around the lo- the loom guy and hang it, and then it would drape around your bed. That's so cute. Like, my family was very, anytime I wanted something, they were like, I can just make that for you. Craft it, craft it. And 10% of the time they came through. There's things I'm still waiting on for my dad. <laughs> Every list. <laughs> he is not made for me yet. Anyways, canopy beds. You yeah, they can make cool. them on your own if you're interested. Yeah. I just told you how. You can also buy one at Oddbots for like $50. Yeah, they're not very expensive. Yeah, really. I guess maybe if you get like the bed frame itself is pretty cheap. When I was buying a new bed frame, the cheapest ones were canopy beds. It's so funny. So funny. Well, you can't have a canopy bed. No, my ceiling's too short. In your little loft room. I cannot. But I guess maybe getting like the curtains. Yeah, you still you have to get the fabric. Yeah, yeah. like figure that out. Bed curtains. Um, so then we meet the creepiest goddamn ghost. <laughs> it's like this little girl ghost in this like gauzy. It looks like a bunch of like a wad of tissues floating in a toilet. <laughs> She's <laughs> like, it's like a porcelain doll <laughs> that turned into a ghost. It's so creepy and weird. <laughs> This is upsetting. Her face is, like, not real. No, her face is really Something's scary. Something's going on with her face. And, like, I don't... Is it just that it's, like, really early computer animation? <laughs> Probably. Or but, what? But, like, they didn't have to make her hands so doll-like. No, she has the creepy they didn't have, like, the little other, doll hands. The Ghost of Christmas present is adorable. Adorable. Big, fluky, jolly. Big beard, jolly, jolly guy. Roger. Yeah. Why didn't they do, like, a cute, happy puppet? Yeah. They're just scary. In the past, you're a scary baby. 
In the past, you're a scary baby. Yeah. 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 You weren't sure. And then literally, she's like, a touch of my hand, and you shall fly. And he has to hold her creepy little <laughs> doll hand. It is so creepy. That it is hand. super creepy. It is a proper little doll. Yeah. It's like, why is this happening? So then they go flying off. Um, Charles Dickens and Rizzo the Rat, like, throw a grappling hook <laughs> around Michael Caine's ankle. Mm-hmm. And fly along after them, but like he doesn't know they're there because like the rules of the universe are a little bit unclear. Like, because they're the narrate, but they can kind of interact with that world. Like, they were selling apples in the beginning. Yeah, it seems like they. Well, he did also acknowledge the rat. I felt like only the rat at the end. Yeah. But, yeah, maybe he's too. He's too wrapped up in the fucking ghost to know what's happening to, to his life. Yeah, I he guess you are pretty it. distracted when you're flying through London holding hands with a creepy ghost doll. It reminded me of Peter Pan. I'm like, man, everyone gets to fly through London. Right? What is it? to London to fly. Why is that the rule? Yeah. No one's fucking flying in America. Sorry, wide break. Captain's being such a sweetie. I know. I love his little smushy face. He's so cute. Do you need more wine? I'm fine. Fine on wine? Fine on wine. So they go flying along. And then he says, like, spirit. And then she's like, yes. And he's like, never mind. And it's like, what was that about? Like, what were you going to ask? And then he, like, asks again, like, what is that light? It can't be dawn. And she's like, it's the past. So, like, well, no. She's like, it is the past. <laughs> so, there you go. That was it. That's what she said. So, it, apparently the past is super bright. I don't really understand why that is. Um, and then... Yeah, because his past was kind of dark. Yeah. It was conflicting, conflicting information. Yeah. And then we get to see his childhood trauma about how his parents um, didn't want him to come home, or there wasn't anyone for him to come home to for Christmas, and so he just stayed in his boarding school over Christmas and, like, did extra studying and was, like, a super great student and was, like, this is a great time for me to be productive and, like, have some solitude and, like, focus. And it's, like, yep, look at that. There's that. That's where you learn that, you know. What if his, yeah, it makes sense. What if his family didn't celebrate Christmas? That's not clear, like, is his does is did they, his family not Christian? Right. Like did they get him in the summer? Like did they ever see him again? It's not clear. No one talks about his parents. I feel like it's implied that he didn't have any family to go home to. But like like he's close with his nephew, which I assume means he was close to his um sister. Okay, to have a sister or brother somewhere. But I guess like they Didn't were they were his sister too. in some of the other ones. Maybe. I feel like she was in like a past, a Christmas past. Mm, but maybe I'm that. just thinking of Belle. Yeah. I'm not sure. I don't remember. Maybe. But yeah, it does seem like he just doesn't have very much family. So it's possible like he was an orphan. Um, and I was like, oh, well, I'm, it's a good thing I don't have a family to go home and celebrate Christmas with. Because I'm look how much better in school I'm doing than mm-hmm. these fuckers. He became such a great businessman. Yeah. He entered the world of business. Oh, and I do love Sam the Eagle. Like, in The Muppet Show, Sam the Eagle's whole character is just to be, like, 
we need to show quality family entertainment, like, good, like, cultural things, you know, we don't want to be showing this trash, blah, 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 and so he always wants to show this, this, this couple of singers, I forget what their names are, something in Wanda, and they just, like, sing this very, like, syrupy, like, saccharine, like, song, and it's, like, it sucks, and it's boring, <laughs> and then he comes on when there's another bit, and just like, oh, this is so inappropriate, and it's just, like, it's so funny that we were making fun of this particular, like, persona, and, like, as, like, this voice within American culture, and, like, that he's, like, this super patriotic figure who's, like, stop doing yeah. things that are weird, <laughs> uh, you know, um, so in this, he's, like, the school teacher, and he's, like, lecturing him about how he's got to go out there now in the world and work hard and stuff, and he's like, it is the American way. And then Gonzo comes over and whispers in his ear and he goes, oh, it is the British way. <laughs> and that's one of those jokes that I did not get when I watched this movie as a kid at all. And it's only, I think, like the last viewing that I was like, oh, wait. <laughs> that's pretty funny. It is funny. I was impressed that he just was like, oh, yeah. And he wasn't like, America. You know? you know, the story. I don't know. I know. Yeah. Like I, do, I, like, I know, but... I thought like he you didn't, like, push back America. more. Yeah. But I guess it is that sense of, like, well, okay, we did get this from the British. Right. Like, this is why we are this way. I just... I mostly know him from the Disney World um, thing, where they do the, like, Muppets thing. Have you ever seen that? Mm-mm. Uh, and he... So, it's... It the what is the place Hollywood Studios one and so there's will be like a lot of like movies and movie themed things that's cute and so it's more of like a show you go watch you sit and watch and so they have the like grumpy men um well it's a screen so most of it is a screen but the grumpy men are real like animatronic puppets that are in there heckling everyone and then like the big the floppy mop monster man. There's someone that, like, will walk across there. But, anyways, the rest of it is a screen. I think it's, like, 3D um, when that was a big thing. And the Sam Eagle, the Eagle Sam guy, whatever, (laughs) is super patriotic in that one. Yeah. And is planning, like, a big fireworks show for the end as the finale. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's that's very... And so I mostly know him just as someone that's, like, super patriotic. Yeah, so for him to be like, oh, that's fine. Yeah, I was like, what do you mean? You gave up too easily on that. Yeah. Which, in addition, I felt like this version of Ebenezer also gave in really easily. Yeah, to, like, like, the spirits. Yeah, and he was just like, okay, I'll change really fast. But I feel like some other ones are, like, they're grumpy about it. Yeah, they push back more. And they're, yeah, they're like, well, what are you showing me? Like, this doesn't matter. This, whatever. It's sort of interesting because I feel like the implication is that what, like, even just the very first spirit already softened his heart so much. Like, just to see, I think it comes back to this idea of, like, the value of therapy and the value of, like, exploring your childhood to, like, see, like, how it formed you and, like, what mm-hmm. stories you tell yourself in your adult life based on, like, coping with situations as a kid and, like, how those stories really served you at the time, but now they don't serve you. Yeah. And, like, until you can see them for what they are, like, you can't let them go. And, like, once he was able to let go of that story, then he was ready to receive this new story, which was, like, the ghost of Christmas present, being like, oh, like, Christmas is about, like, sharing 
your love with people and like feeling that connection and your community and like it's a really joyful special time and like everybody gets to like participate in like the giving and the receiving and like you know like then he was ready to absorb that story and like I guess the thing about that is that it does kind of make this climactic scene with the third spirit kind of anticlimactic because mm-hmm. it's like he's like okay I'm ready you tell me what you want me to learn I'm ready to learn it and it's like it's just like a threat of like right. you're gonna die and people are gonna hate you and it's like that doesn't seem another thing well I guess by the time the third spirit comes around this is scary one that doesn't talk yeah um he like is ready to change and whatever and I can understand he wouldn't want to die but I also find it kind of surprising how like upset he is about dying because I'm like are you having fun in life are you enjoying life yeah do you want to live that bad yeah which I guess is always gonna be a bit of a shock but and I guess again at that point where you're like okay I'll change give me another chance it can be better you want to have that opportunity yeah but it also sometimes shocks me because I'm like you're not having fun yeah, like, what do you want to live for? Yeah. Maybe you're just grumpy waiting until you die. Right? It kind of just feels that way. Yeah. Um, and it's, like, it's not necessarily, like, about him dying, but it's about dying and then having, like, his reputation. I feel like it's, like, may- maybe it's, like, about, like, what his legacy is. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, he's just remembered as, like, an asshole. Nobody values his contribution. Like, if he's telling himself on some level, like, oh, I'm such a good businessman, like, I'm really, like, contributing to the community, like, I'm a landlord, like, I'm providing housing, like, I'm really, like, oh, people think I'm so mean, because, like, I don't want to hang out with people, and, like, I know how to run business well, they think I'm so ruthless, but, like, it does nothing, I'm actually doing good things, you're, like, I, you know, it's, like, you can sort of convince yourself of anything once you've isolated yourself, Mm -hmm. so maybe he genuinely doesn't realize how much he's hated. He might. He might not. But the second spirit is definitely my favorite. Oh, we we cannot forget to talk about... So after he sees his childhood, he then sees, like, the past where he met this girl, Belle, who he, like, fell in love with, and they were, like, affianced. And then they show them, like, having this scene of him being like, yeah, we gotta wait to get married one more year. You know, my investments haven't grown the way they should. There's not money for us to get, like, a decent house. Um... And she's like, oh, like, you know, you said making partner was your goal, and you did. He's like, well, yeah, but, you know, you have to be patient. Like, this is for you. I love you. And she goes, you did once. Mm-hmm. And then she, like, walks away dramatically. And then it's just, like, kind of implied that, like, this is them breaking up. But, like, it's kind of, it's not that clear just from that line. Mm-hmm. And, like, when I watch this movie on VHS, there's a whole fucking song here that Belle sings called like love is gone about like like how they met and like what she thought their life would be but now love is gone because it's not what she thought it would be yeah sounds like a gold digger right like it does seem a little bit like like I get it you know feeling like oh I don't need like anything fancy like I just love you and want to be with you but also like being responsible about setting up your future well is smart (laughs) yeah yeah, I do, yeah. I have questions. Yeah, about, I want more detail. Yeah, that time, and, like, could they not live together till they were married? Was that, like, Oh, they definitely thing? couldn't, they definitely right? couldn't live together before they were married. 
Yeah, they definitely had to, like, do all that first. But like, could they live, like, they were living somewhere. Yeah. And could they temporarily, could they get married temporarily yeah. live in one of those and places? And just live somewhere not... Because I think that's the, really the question, is when he says we can't even afford a proper house, does he mean, like, a house befitting our station and, like, what we want to project? Mm-hmm. Or does he mean, like, you know, I just, like, we can't afford to, like, start a household together yet. Like, I just, like, I'm just starting out and I need to be more established. You know what I mean? Because one of those two things is, like, come on, dude, that's lame, yeah. you're dumb. And the other one is, like, okay, yeah, that's that's kind of fair. Right. And then, yeah, it gets into the to the her side where it's like what does she want yeah like is she like i just need to be married yeah so i can fuck or is i don't know it's a, it's a mystery we have questions charles dickens charles dickens leave us that voice memo gonna have to tune in next week to hear more about weird muppet ghosts and you know, were we haunted? You can't know. You gotta wait to find out to see if the if the ghost of Charles Dickens got his dick in. <laughs> Until next time. I was Emily. She was Guy. She was drunk and I was high. And this is wine weed weird. Jing 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 jing.